One thing I never want this podcast to be is a place of seriousness. I, I'm not a fan of the most serious podcast. You know, a lot of times I'll listen to a serious character on like a funny podcast, but it's always generally comedic podcasts uh, with serious guests. Like I'm not, I've never listened to like the serious stuff. And I feel like I got on this trend. Oh, I thought I heard something. The thing I got on this like trend of like seriousness because I went through that weird shit. But um. Yeah, guys, we are back. I haven't posted on YouTube in a bit. It's been all kind of, my my ideas have been all kind of dependent on this options trading strategy I've been working on, and it's been a bitch. I'll tell you that much. It's been a whirlwind. It's been up. It's been down. And it's like, holy shit, but I'm feeling like it's a breakthrough. Talking about that seed, baby. Talking about that seed. Pressure br- pressure, <laughs> pressure comes before it sprouts, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I just got to be honest about that. I took a poll on my instagram the other day it was very surprising it was uh it was what pretty much exactly what i wanted to see i took this poll and i go you know what's been your favorite youtube video of mine and i've always kind of just like had this idea of like everybody likes everybody thinks i'm a drop shipper and they want to see drop shipping videos and all that and uh, like i've explained on here wait so many times i feel like i'm way more dynamic but i think we can all relate to that like whatever job we're in we're more dynamic than the thing we're in maybe it's like grass is greener thing but I definitely never wanted to be known as the drop shipper. So I took this poll, very interested to see what was going to happen. What is your favorite YouTube video of mine? Because my favorite videos of mine that I like to make are the day in the lives of a drop shipper, day in the life of Scott Hilsey and the go-kart ones. Dude, I think two people, two people said drop shipping, a drop shipping video. The, all the couple, I think it was like a couple hundred people responded all day in the life. And I'm like, well, you know, if everybody's saying day in the life, why would I not just film my days in the life? So that's something I'm going to think about because I really enjoy that. I never want to put out this facade. And here's one thing. This is why I kind of, this is why I really stepped away from making dropshipping videos. There can be only so many things you say about dropshipping. I never want to be that person who just like makes the same video over and over again or just finds a a different way to title this video that has the same content as before and it's all boring. I'm going to bring some dynamic shit out there. So I got some ideas. Got some ideas going forward. A lot of it depends on this options trading, but that poll really showed me like, holy shit, people will actually like me for me. Sometimes I sometimes I don't realize that. Sometimes like I... I I'm starting to come to the conclusion that, yeah, maybe the information I put out there was great. I I think a lot of you guys who are watching are watching me just because you like my character. And I think that's awesome because it's hard to see that inside out, but I guess outside in maybe that seems to be the case from what I'm seeing, baby. I can't wait to get back to St. Louis. I love it out here, but I think it's gonna be cool to get back because now I can finally have guests. And instead of just focusing on the same structure of my previous guest podcast. Like how many times can the same thing, like I've noticed on the podcast, I like, it's never like, um, so like if it's Joe Rogan and Dave Strappelle, so tell me Dave, how did you get started here? And they never, like, I, that's how I've done like a lot of my podcast. I don't like that. I like just talking and just who knows what we're going to talk about. But I, I the last thing, Especially if I already know it. Like, of course, if I don't know the person, I want to know. But I don't want the whole thing to end up being that. And I don't think you guys do either. It's like, oh, here's the story. Especially if it's some story that you already know. That's why 
the part twos are going to be great. And then just bringing on people outside of the business world, just bringing on good people, you know, funny people, all of that. That's what I'm excited for. And I'm excited for these videos. I mean, if you guys are saying you like days in the life, in my days in the life the most, and if I'm looking on my YouTube and my most viewed videos are days in the life, I mean, holy shit, that crypto uh, options trading one. I don't know if you guys have seen that lately. 200,000 views. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All I did was play basketball and golf in that thing. And, and like hung out with some friends. Like if you, that just tells me is between that bowl and that video, man, if, that's just telling me you guys might want to see more of it. So I'm going to bring more of it for sure. That's a, a huge revel, uh, That's a huge realization I'm coming to out here. Is I've been so. I guess I think this is tailing to what happened in March, but I think I've just been so. I've been telling myself the same story that hasn't that's never been true, and I'm so happy that it hasn't been true because. I like to make money, but I like to make people laugh. So if I can make money while making people laugh, hey, nothing better than that. If I can make money while, okay, this is the idea, I guess, when, when, I, can, when I can make money while making people money, while making them laugh, you're talking about the trifecta. You're talking about the, what is it? Zelda Triforce right there. Making money while making other people money while making them laugh. The Zelda Triforce, don't call me Link. Do not call me Link. This is Scotty Free in this motherfucker. Scotty Free, been working on some... Might be called Scotty Stocks here soon with what's been going on. What's been going on. One of my favorite podcasts is Theo Vaughn. He was talking about how he bought cryptocurrency and then he just became obsessed with it. Like he'd be checking all the time and he just said, I just don't like the way it makes me feel. And what disappointed me is the people in the comments were like ripping them apart. Oh, you sold too early and all that. Well, they're not, they're, that was like three months ago. They're not laughing anymore. Uh, it's kind of windy out here on the mountains, but I can relate to that. I don't know if all of you guys are listening. I can relate to that for sure. I become, there's been some times where I'm obsessive with checking not so much the stocks anymore, although there was a period of that because I'm more understanding of it. And I definitely haven't, and I definitely don't put a ton in like I did before, but uh, same with the crypto. And so I'm actually trying this bot, which word on the street is has a 100% accuracy rate. Like I just got told this news right before this podcast. I can't leak any details about it. Um, probably shouldn't even said that. So I'm just going to cut it short here, but I am going to be testing out a crypto bot. I can't talk about it. I just realized. I don't even know if it has a 100% accuracy rate. Let's just say that, okay? Let's just say that. We'll, we'll see. This is just the word on the street. This is just the word on the street. I'm glad it's warming up. And um, it reminds me of some good old days back in California. Or just thinking about like, Cause it's weird. Um, when I think back on my life starting when I dropped out of college, it feels like it's not mine. I don't know how to describe it, but it kind of feels like a video game. And they say that what's interesting about video games is you can dedicate hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, tens of thousands of hours to perfecting a video game, especially something that rewards you for progression. I've never played RuneScape, but I hear like RuneScape. 
and all these where it's like it never ends really use the more you play or like gta online um or like zelda like the really long zeldas shout out n64 those were my favorite games but they say that people can play sit there and like someone can sit there and play zelda for like 10 hours or play call of duty and level up for 10 hours because they are certain certain that the direction they're going is a possibility or i'm sorry is guaranteed as long as they keep going that direction think about that that's like super interesting if you think about it because say you want to be a professional soccer player and you were cert uh, and that's a bad idea well yeah let's use it you want to be a professional soccer player and you're certain that as long as you keep putting in these hours as long as you keep training as long as you keep putting your all into it and putting 10 hours a day into it you're going to become a professional soccer player if you're certain you're certain if you're certain you're going to easily be able to play you're easily going to be able to practice 10 hours a day same with like building a business or whatever if you're certain that that business is going to work you're going to be able to do that forever you can do that you can wake up and go all day long just like a video game and because and the reason people a lot of people can't do that is because the and can do it on video games is the differences on video games you are aware that there is that the possi- that the the result you're going to get is guar- a guaranteed possibility as long as you keep going towards it. A lot of people can't tell themselves this that same story with what they want. Tell that story to yourself. Tell that story to yourself. I remember one time I was in college and we're throwing this party and it was supposed to be like maybe 20 people. So I drove home. It was just a fun time, man. I was 18. It was a fun time. I go to my friend Logan's house and we we go home, (laughs) we get there and, um, he tells my friend, Aaron, uh, well, I'll call him Aaron and, uh, like invite some people, you know, I'll invite some people. Logan invites some people, Tristan and Tony. We invite a bunch of people. We probably invited like 30. We expected 20. So, it's like 9 p.m. And there's about 10 of us there. Okay, okay. 9.15. Okay. We're smoking. We're drinking. Things are starting to kind of disassociate, you know, when you're getting a little stoned, getting a little drunk. And so our, our last thing I remember, it was like 9.30. And um, I remember looking up and there's about 24 people there. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're playing Circle of Death, which is this like drinking game on this table. And I remember we're playing this game, we're playing this game. And like, I look at the time and it's like 9.50. So 20 minutes has passed. And I look up and there's like 60 people in this motherfucker. And I'm like, holy shit, when did this happen? Again, we're like 18, 19. Every single person in there had to be at least like 15. It was not a good situation for anybody. And um, 10 comes around. Now there's about 80 people. This is not a big house and this is not a big basement. There's about 80 people. I would say there was like 15 guys and probably 65 girls. No exaggeration. We're like, what is going on? But given all these girls are like 15, we're like 18, 19. Some kid lost his permit. I remember that. Some kid lost his permit. He couldn't, he drove home without his permit. Man. But I remember his parents were upstairs and uh, basically 150 people, 120 people ended up showing up. Lines going, they said in 10 minutes, Three calls to the landlord. There's, I go outside, it's chaos. His parent, his parents are yelling at people. There's people breaking bottles. Like, this is all in the span of 30 minutes, guys. And like, 
people, all the neighbors are like screaming at the neighbor, our, our Logan's parents, Logan's parents are screaming at him back. They're all on the phone, calling the cops, all this. It was crazy. I think I might've told that story before. I can't remember. I think I might've, I don't know. But I remember those days. It's weird because whenever, I feel like whenever I get in a stressful situation, I, I I have a hard time looking at the grand scheme of things. You know, it's like very good to look at the grand scheme of things whenever you're, because I remember I was talking to this one lady at the hotel the other day and she's like, I am not, I am so unlucky. I always have bad luck. And I go, what are you talking about? Look at your feet. She looks down at your feet. I'm like, you're standing up, right? She's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, there you go. You got two feet. Imagine if you didn't have two feet. Imagine if you had two left feet. I saw, I was watching Shark Tank the other day and this guy was selling like a Bollywood workout tape or something. And he's like, well, I was born with two left feet. They did not make him take off his shoes, but I've never seen someone with two left feet. If you're listening to this, go ahead and Google image two left feet because I don't know what you're going to find. I don't know, man. I don't know, but one time we went to the lake. I remember this. One time we went to the lake, and we had this phrase. So there's this one song. I forget who it's by, but it was. It goes like this. It goes, uh, yeah, yo. All I know is, yeah, yo. Every time I hit the block, that ho, she be on go-go. And if I'm with my good, hey, yeah, yo. All I know is, yeah, yo. Do you guys know that song? Let me know in the comments. But... Um, I know I didn't tell this story before, but I'm trying to be more honest going forward because, again, that poll really showed me, like, be yourself. So Joey Diaz said on one of his uh, podcasts, he's like, people tell you be yourself for 15 years and then you'll figure it out. Be yourself. I was trying to be more honest on here, brutally honest. And so, um, yeah, we used to get fucked up back in the day, back in uh, especially that senior year of high school. And so the situation that happened with that was, uh, the reason I say that song is not because of what you think. I've never done cocaine, and I never will. I I generally don't associate with anybody who does. Like, big issues come with that in my perspective. I generally distance myself from those, but that's just my personal preference. But anyway, I didn't know yayo meant cocaine back in the day, okay? So basically... We're like, oh, this song is sick. And we would sing it, yeah, yeah, yo. All I know, he, yeah, yo. And so we're like, man, we, you know what we should do? We should make that the code word between us for getting high and drunk at the same time, like getting stoned and drunk. Like, then we can say that in front of like our parents and stuff, and they'll have no idea. They'll have no idea. This is our legitimate plan. Okay. So I remember my, um, at graduation, I remember Logan coming up to me in front of my parents and he's like um hey man you ready for the lake are we gonna get some yeah are we gonna get yayoed at the lake and i'm like hell yeah and we thought we were geniuses okay i'm pretty sure my parents know what that is maybe i think maybe that's why they thought i did cocaine for a bit but i promise you i never have i wouldn't i would either admit it or not talk about it on the podcast but uh it got to the point where we went to the lake, we ended up going to the lake. We had a blast. That was one of the best weekends of my entire life. Memorial Day 20, Memorial Day weekend 2014. 
And again, we were smoking and drinking that whole night, uh, that whole weekend, just living it up. We just graduated high school. It was awesome. And it was these, um, it was three girls, Sarah, Lindsay, Olivia. And then it was uh, us three guys, Logan, Tristan, Scotty Free. And so we went through this whole thing. We're talking about that shit the whole time. We're singing the song. We're doing it all. And we're like, hey, you know what we should do? To remember this trip by, we should get uh, shirts that say yayo on it. Just yayo. And we were all about to get shirts that actually said yayo on it because we thought it was his code word. We thought the guy in the song made it up and we were just taking it over for our phrase. Go, can you imagine if we got shirts that said yayo on it and we just went back to the lake or like we wore those at public, dude? We get some sketch balls coming up and say, hey, man, where's the yayo? Man, I see that shirt. Man, what would the the cops would definitely be on our ass? Oh my god! I didn't know what was going on back then. That seems like like when I look at old snap stories, it's so weird to like look at myself back then and be like, "Wow, I'm a different person." Even like three years ago, when I first started drop shipping, which is crazy to think about that I started drop shipping just over three years ago and had my first successful story two and a half. Is that right? It might be four. 2016, 2014, 2015, No, yeah, three and a half years ago. Man, that's been a long three years. So much has happened in three years. I was having this debate with my intern here, and I was saying, let me know what you guys think about this in the comments because I'm generally curious, and if anybody's actually knowledgeable, I'd love to know about it, but does time pass differently when there's light out? That's what I want to know. Does time pass differently whenever it's light out? I would say yes. I, I'm talking like actually differently, perspective-wise, does it, does it change differently? But it's been, it's been light out here. Like it's crazy that it's 7.30 and then thinking back six months ago, the sun sets at like four. Go fuck yourself with the four, okay? I'm never doing that again. You'll catch my ass in like, um, I don't know, Zimbabwe. I'll, I'll find somewhere where I'm chasing summer. I am chasing summer, okay? It might even be that I moved to Miami in November. But hey, it's much better to move to Miami in November than it would have been to move in March. And I know for a fact that this, all of this was supposed to happen. I've never gone through more growth in my life. Isolation is key. Uh, Thank God she's with me though because I would not want to do this by myself. It's great to have somebody to talk to rather than, you know, just the camera or the microphone. But yeah, guys, I'm really trying to simplify my life down um, into the things that I like to do. And I think all of you guys should do that too. But that's just very general. I don't know where I was going with that, man. <laughs> Oh, man. A lot of people don't know this, but I've never had fruit before. Most fruit. Some people want me to do a fruit podcast where I try fruit for the first time. I don't know. I don't know if I want that. I'll tell you the fruits I've had. I'll, will, I'll eat grapes on a regular basis, but that's it. These fruits I've never had. I've never had 
Oh, you know, watermelon. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I'm just going to lay it out there. Never had watermelon. Never had banana. Tried an apple once. Tried tangerine once, but I never had oranges. I will eat lemons and limes, though, all day. Those are super good. But I've never had, like, strawberries. Never had mango. Never had coconut. Never had any of those motherfucking things. Not for me, baby. Not for me. I was supposed to have a guest on today, but the man uh, burned his face off uh, playing with some fire. And now he's in Nashville. I don't know. He said his lips and his face got fucked up by a fire. I don't know. But I can't wait for those. I'm actually, when I get back, I'm thinking about having my friend just stay on the podcast because I think it's good to have conversation or at least a little bit of conversation I like what Theo Vaughn does, how he can do it solo, but I think I'm the type of person who likes to like kind of talk to somebody. I feel like I talk better when I'm talking to somebody and being able to bounce off like that. Mm. I don't think I've ever gone into the Uber stories. I'll get in some Uber stories. So for those of you who don't know, I did Uber in LA. I Ubered like 20 or 30,000 miles. Man, I got some good Uber stories. I can't believe I've never told these. Maybe I'm just going to title this Uber stories just because of the the ones I'm about to get into. There's no way that I've gotten into them before. Uh, So, yeah, I'm just going to hop into it. So, for those of you who (laughs) saw the title, welcome to the the topic of this today's podcast, 22 minutes into it. These are my Uber stories. I've had LA stories before. I've had an LA stories podcast before, but these are my Uber stories. Uber was tough, man. Uber was uh, a, a bit tough. I'm not going to lie. It was tough in the sense of you set your own hours, which I thought I liked, but I have an obsessive, um, very addictive, very obsessive personality, which can be a blessing and a curse. So it, it got to the point where, you know, I'd start... I'd, I'd Uber every day. Sometimes I take off Sundays, but in general, Monday through Friday, I do six to six, 12 hours. And then Fridays and Saturdays were the big money makers. Uh, Fridays, I do 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. You heard that right. And then Saturday, I would do, you know, I'd wait, I'd, I'd probably start around 2 p.m. and then do 2 a.m. So, you know, I was clocking 70 to 80 hours a week. But in my headspace, I was going all in. I was doing it all the time. All the time. What the fuck? Oh. And so, you know, what I mean by that is I was always thinking about it. And interestingly enough, talking about this right now, the same way I approach missing surges with Uber is the same way I approached past tense because I'm past this. Um missing stocks that jumped up in value. Now I'm just very neutral on it. It used to affect me. Now it doesn't. But um, back then it'd be like, I'd go to the beach for two hours and I'd just be looking at my phone. I'm like, fucking God damn it. Oh, 5X surge. Fuck. And then I would like run to my car and hop in, and Uber is slimy. Okay. What they would do is they'd on the app, they would advertise like 10X surge downtown LA. And then it just so happens, and I know this is their scam people because all the drivers experience this, but if you drove there, the 10X would dissipate to like a three. 
or if it was a three, it dissipates to like a 1.2 because they know that that surge is what's going to bring people in there. But once you're in there, why would they pay you 10x? Fuck you. We're going to give you like a third of that and you're going to be happy about it. You know, very, very slimy. I would never drive for him ever again. Congrats to those who have made it through, like especially this pandemic. I couldn't imagine. Oof. But um, even like I remember I went to Vegas and I was like, God, I got, I was hanging with my girlfriend and my other friend, Mikey and his friends and having a great time. And I'm just like, fucking look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Facebook group for Uber drivers in LA. I'm like, God fucking damn. It seems like it was a good surge. I'm missing out on all this. And that is actually why I am cool with this algorithm. I'm going to potentially be trying because the issue with day trading or just, um, swing trading or any of this crypto is there is no, there is no shutoff time. You're doing that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It could, anything could happen. No shutoff. So I think it'd be cool if I just kind of outsource that, if it's as good as some of the people say, and don't try to sell me in the comments or anything. This is coming from a very trusted source and I don't trust most people when it comes to this, but I don't, I don't trust anybody uh, with algorithms ever since I tried that Forex bot, which didn't, which just failed for me completely. And then I learned the whole MLM, but that's, I'm dragging off the story. Let me get back into the Uber thing. So I remember one time, oh, okay, I'll tell the story because I'm trying to be more real. I'm past this part of my life, okay? Very past. I was an irresponsible kid irresponsible just trying to make it through the struggles of driving uber 80 hours a week as a college dropout okay so i remember ever so often you know i would get like a dab pen while i'm driving uber yeah you heard it. i would get a dab pen and uh don't judge me for this because i'm past this okay i went to the dispensary it was like a Friday and I was about to start at 2 p.m. I went to the dispensary and I went to get a dab pen and I get there and they're like is that going to be all and I'm like yes that is going to be all and they go that'll be 22 I'll be 30 dollars and 82 cents and I go here you go here's 30 dollars and 82 cents and she goes actually today we're doing a promotion every single purchase comes with a free dab and then she starts scooping the dab and I go no, I'm good. I'm about to start driving Uber. I cannot be doing that. And her and the whole staff go, oh, what are you talking about? You're going to deny a dab. What, are you serious? And I was feeling, this is fucking peer pressure. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, all of them were saying this. Like, oh, what the fuck? And I was like, all right, I, I'll take one. Fine, okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really want to because I knew it, it was going to be fucked up. And I just got peer pressured into it. Again, this is back when I was a little more weak-minded than I am now. And uh, she scoops me this fat glob, guys. And I'm like, whoa, I can't do that. That is way too big. And she goes, and her and the whole staff go, oh, you're going to, what, you're going to make her minimize the dab? What, are you serious, bro? You're going to, you're not going to take what, this is a free. And I'm like, okay, just give me the whole thing, I guess. I take this fat dab and I am stoned to the bone. To the motherfucking bone. And I'm just driving, I'm driving to downtown LA. 
fucking stone. Just a disclaimer, though. I've not, I didn't make one mistake the entire um, night. Actually, I, I did make one mistake that day, but it wasn't anything major. I just, like, I thought everybody was in, but they weren't. Uh, but other than that, no, I've never, I never made one mistake. Never had, I've had so many close calls or crashes, but these motherfuckers in LA don't know how to drive, but I do. And here's the, here's the thing. Okay, guys, you want to know the secret to driving and avoiding 99% of crashes in this world, in America and most pe- most places in this world, people are more likely to place blame on someone else than to try to avoid the situation that the blame is uh, con- constituting in itself. Think about that, okay? People are more worried about worrying who's to blame than just avoiding the whole situation. So you know what I do? This is what I learned driving Uber. If there's, if you're about to get in a crash or somebody pulls out in front of you or like I remember I was driving down Hollywood Boulevard once and this guy literally pulled a Yui in front of me on, from the other side, guess what? The last thing I'm going to do is honk. Why the fuck would I go to honk? Why the fuck would I go to honk? Why the fuck would I go to honk? I'm trying. How about I go and focus on avoiding the situation? How about right when I see him pull out in front of me, I look in my rear view mirror, I look in my uh, driver's side mirror, and then I make that turn based on what I see. And if I don't see anybody right there, maybe I, I'm going to look to the left and see if there's oncoming traffic or see if none of those are going to hit. Then that's when I hit the brake. But the last thing I'm hitting is the honk because all the honk is going to do in that situation is you're at fault. That's it. That's it. And everybody wants to place blame on dude. How about you worry about how about you worry about avoiding the crash in itself? It makes no it makes way more sense to do that, okay? So just remember that when you're driving because that shit pisses me off. Like there's there's almost no reason to honk. Almost no reason ever to honk. The only time you should honk is to alert someone. So say like, you know, they're backing up and they don't see you. That's a good honk. Or like they're on their phone at the green light. If you're honking on a fucking crash, what uh, on a near crash, what are you doing, man? Avoid the situation. And then what? You're going to honk afterwards to to, to show them who's, who's boss or something like that? That Tesla, I've probably honked the horn maybe five times since I owned it. That's just how I go, guys. That's just how I go. I remember one time. So in my, if you guys have seen my um, driver's license, I'm wearing a tuxedo. And at the time, I was driving this 2010 Honda Civic. Um, and I thought it would be unique if I just wore a full tuxedo while driving this Honda Civic. It was hilarious. And people were like, what the fuck? But most people liked it. But then, three days into it... Uh, but I wore the tuxedo and the license, obviously, because I wanted to be like, I just wanted it to synchronize, okay? I wanted to be the person in the driver's license. I didn't want no fake shit. So three days into it, it's like a Friday night, my first weekend driving. And this man from Dublin gets in, and he is just flaming the absolute shit out of me. He goes, what the fuck are you wearing, bro? I'm like, oh, I'm just wearing a tuxedo. See, it's in my license plate. And he goes, huh? Yeah, don't don't wear that. <laughs> don't wear that ever again. And I'm like, oh, why not? And he's like, it's bad style, man. It's a really bad style. And then we started talking, and he, he said something about how he's out in Dublin. Or, I'm sorry, Berlin. He's like, yeah, I'm from Berlin. 
And I'm like, um, oh, really? My brother lives out there. He's like, oh, what's he do? And I'm like, he works for Ableton and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I know where the headquarters is. If I ever see that headquarters, I'm going to tell your brother to <laughs> say something about your style, man, because it needs fixing. And I'm like, holy shit. I remember that guy. I remember picking up a man who just witnessed. Uh, actually, I picked him up, and there was a, um, a man shot outside. Miss LA, guys. How can you not miss LA with that type of shit? Man was shot right outside. But um, one time this, uh, this one kid told me that in Venice, there's this one, this is a true story I'm being told by a 14-year-old kid, a very rich 14-year-old kid. I dropped him off at this crazy uh, Venice beachfront house, like not the shitty beachfront houses uh, near the boardwalk, but like the, the serious ones south of the pier. And he, I asked him if he had any crazy stories of growing up in Venice. He's like, well, actually, yes, I do. Yes, I do have a crazy story about growing up in Venice. I go, okay, tell me what it is. And he goes, here it is. One day, uh, there's this, for those of you in LA or Venice, you can probably look this uh, restaurant up and verify it. But there's a restaurant on Venice Boulevard, and it starts with cow. It's cow something, and it's near the ocean. Cow something. And it's a breakfast place. And he goes out, and uh, one time the manager sees a homeless guy out front. So the manager goes up to the homeless guy. He goes, hello. The homeless guy says, hey. The manager goes, you cannot be here. And the homeless guy goes, why not? He goes, this is my property. You cannot be here. And then the homeless man bites off his pinky. Okay? Bites it right off. Clean off. That's that, that's that crack bite. That's that crack bite. I, I'm telling you. No joke, I've seen people who smoke crack have superpowers, man. There's some crack, they're literally crack superpowers. I talked about it on a podcast the other day where that one guy literally transported, like he was, he was asking me, he was like screaming at me when I pulled up at QT. So I drove a quarter mile to the other uh, gas station. The guy, I got out of my car, I go in, and the guy's already there. Like, dude, insane. But yeah, bit off his pinky. Bit off his little pinky. So then... I th- either said two months or two years later, the guy all bandaged up, all stitched up. They call him Four Finger Joe at the time. Uh, so Four Finger Joe sees another homeless guy sitting outside. This is the nature of Venice, if you've never been there. Four Finger Joe goes up and goes, hey, man. Hey, uh, to the homeless guy sitting out front, he's like, been through this before. Hey, man, could you, uh, you got to leave. You can't be sitting out here. The homeless guy goes, why not? He goes, it's my property. Different homeless guy apparently bit, bites off his ring finger on the same hand. Four-finger Joe becomes three-finger Joe. I hope that's a true story and hope the guy wasn't just pulling my leg. But it seemed like a very specific story to tell. That's like a, the kid either has a great imagination or was just fucking with me and probably ignored all the other stories Um that he had, he had another one, a uh, really sad story about some kid, uh, he went to Pali High, shout out to all, all the people I know who went to Pali High, I know a few, um, and this is definitely verifiable, that's why I trust the kid, they're in his class, so they have a surfing class at Pali High, you go down and surf, but this kid lived in Venice too, and apparently he was surfing and he went through to do like a 360 and he, like, landed wrong on the board, so he flew off. And then he 
went into the water and apparently landed on his uh, head in the water and snapped his neck and drowned, uh, died and drowned right there on the spot. Pretty sad. You don't really think about that when you think of surfing, do you? Like you can die from surfing. It's, uh, it's really unfortunate and it's pretty crazy how that can happen. But man, 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 man. So I, maybe I included this one. And this isn't the last one I, I have written down. Maybe I included this in my L.A. stories one. But this is definitely the most bizarre Uber experience I've ever had. So forgive, forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But a lot of people saw the title and waited 20 minutes for this. So if you're a new viewer, welcome to the podcast. Simplify, babe. I'm about to hang up the towel. It's like 5 p.m. I'm driving around. It's Century City. It's getting dark. I don't know if I should do this. Okay, I'll turn it on. I turn it on. And I like I had a quota I wanted to meet, uh, to meet per day. On the weekdays, it was like 120 or something. On the weekends, it was like 200. I forget. So I turn it on, and those of you who aren't Uber drivers, the app says at the bottom if it's going to be a 45-plus minute drive. And I want those, guys. I want those bad. I need those like a whole – I need those like a pizza. Pizza sounds good. But I need it bad. And so whenever I saw those, felt a little tingly. Little tingly near the belt loop region. So I see that. Got excited. So I accepted, of course. It was, um, said like Hank or something. It was a male's name. And I accepted. It says, We're going to Malibu. I go, Sick. I almost said, I almost said, I've seen Hawaii 5 0. For okay, for a very split second there, I thought Hawaii Five O was filmed in Malibu. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So I pick up this. I I go to this house. I'm expecting it to be a nice house because why else would they be going to Malibu at like 5 p.m.? So I pull off, pull up to the house, and it's this uh, it's this lady who I don't think has ever seen a shower before in her life, just based on the hair. Just based on the hair. The hair has not seen shampoo in a while. I'll put it that way. It has not seen um, water that, ha- that isn't soaked in salt in a minute. And um, I go, okay. Like, I don't judge on appearances, of course. But I can't ignore the fact that she's holding three huge uh, garbage bags. And I, at first, I'm expecting her to, like, she, oh, she's just taking out the garbage before she goes to Malibu. That would be her luggage. That would be her luggage. And um, look at, it's kind of dark, but I look at the house, and I'm like, oh, that house doesn't have windows. That house is boarded up. This is, I can tell that this 45-plus-minute drive is not going to be smooth. I knew that from the start. I knew I'd have a story to tell after this one. And I was right. 
so this was now, this was like three years ago. Three years ago this September. Four years ago. Oh my gosh. Wait a second. I started, no way did I start drop shipping four years ago. Oh my God, I didn't. Holy shit. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, remember I started drop shipping right before I became an Uber driver. I'm looking at the pictures right now. And then um, while Uber driving, I relaunched drop shipping. And then uh, when I got kind of kicked out of my place, that's when drop shipping took off. Crazy to look back. Four years ago. Man, that, that brings a pit to my stomach, but back to the story. So, to think of the details, it basically went down like this. She gets in, and I'm like, um, Uber for Hank? And she goes, yeah, I'm Stacy. Okay. Going to Malibu? Yes, sir. I'm like, all right. So, first thing she does is like, do you have an aux cord? I'm like, motherfucker. Hour and ten minute drive, and this lady wants the fucking aux cord. I don't even give my friends aux, okay? Whoever owns the speaker gets the aux. I never want you to DJ. I ne If I bring a speaker to a party, I never want you to take Bluetooth. It's not happening. It's not happening. If it wasn't for me, there would be no music. So, it's not happening. But... This case, you know, I gave it to her. Didn't want to cause any issues. So she starts playing weird music. And in general, and what's weird is like I can tell the music that she's listening to is like it's been recorded um, like on video. Like she's playing a video that just has the music that was like screen recorded because I remember she played this one song three times. And every time at this one specific part in this song, it sounded like someone opened a, the same Snapchat so I know that maybe it was like someone, maybe she like recorded it with audio, like a voice memo or something of that nature. But anyway, she goes and um, we're getting, it's getting dark. I pull off of PCH and now I'm on Mulholland um, Drive. And I haven't seen a car in a while and things start getting spooky. She's like, uh, you know where I'm going? I go, no, I don't. She goes, you want to know? I go, okay. She goes, I'm going to rehab. I go, oh. She goes, yeah. This is the second rehab I've been to. I go, damn. She goes, that's the benefit of having two dead parents. I go, whoa. I didn't say anything. I go, actually, I did. I was like, oh. I think I said, oh. I didn't say, whoa. I said, oh. And, um, she was like, um, getting really creepy with it, getting really creepy with it. I wish I could remember the other thing she was saying. She was saying some whack shit. Like I, it was apparent to me at this point that this woman was on drugs, like a hundred percent. I'm now connecting it. The crack house with the boarded up windows, the, the trash bags, the hair that hasn't seen um, possibly daylight in a couple weeks. A lot of things are adding up now. And I haven't seen a car in miles. 
If you guys have ever been to the Malibu end of Mulholland Drive, I drove to the end of Mulholland. You can literally go to this house right now if you want. Just drive all the way down Mulholland till Malibu and turn on turn right where you see a gate busted down because that is what the Uber app took me to. I'm looking at the Uber app. I got this lady telling me about how she has dead parents and all this crazy shit, all the other problems I can't remember. And I'm like, we're here. <laughs> and I pull in the lights, my, my, my front lights just blast on to the driveway of this house that this guy Hank is Ubering her to. That's supposed to be the rehab. First thing I see is the gate is falling off. Like the whole gate's pretty much falling off and pushed to the side. I, okay. I got problems with the gate. No, no, no harm in that. Everybody has problems with the gate. Sometimes gates are hard to manage, especially for a rehab. So we're driving up. I pull in and similar to the house I picked her up at where there was boarded, uh, where all the windows were boarded up. This one was a little more classy. Uh, it was a big mansion, but all the windows had garbage bags. Instead of when there was no windows, there was no wood. It was garbage bags. And I knew there were garbage bags because in the moonlight, this is now dead of night. There's no lights around. Um, I could see the moonlight uh, glistening off the movement of the garbage bags blocking the windows. I go, okay, I'm getting killed tonight. I'm getting killed tonight for sure. And so um, they... Um, like, are you sure this is it? And she's like, yeah, this this is it. I look to my left. And I'm like, ah, this might be it. There's like three, there's like 50 garbage bags to my left, full, just like her luggage. So I'm like, okay, maybe this lady just has a very exotic way to dispose of her trash. Maybe the rehab thing was wrong. Maybe she was just coming to this property in the Malibu Mountains to add to that trash pile. Best case scenario. How, how does every window get knocked out of a mansion? I don't know. But anyway, I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to die. Something's happening. Like, I'll probably lose my car or something, or I'm going to get jumped. Something's for sure about to happen. So she goes, um, can you pull around to the other side of the house? There's no lights on in this house if there were lights on, the garbage bags would be blocking most of it. There's nothing. I go, I'm not pulling around the house. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> this is like setting up for a perfect execution. And um, then she's like, I cannot do this. Like, this doesn't look good. All this. And I'm like, you're right. It doesn't. This doesn't look like a rehab. Are you sure this is it? And then she starts having a mental breakdown. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. Take me back to LA, Scott. Do you have any money? Do you have any money? Take me back to LA. Let's just go get drugs. Let's go. I'll pay you back, but let's just go get drugs. Let's do them all. Let's do them all. I'm like, nope. I got to deliver you to this place. We cannot go back. And then she pulls out a cigarette and she starts lighting it up. And I'm going, oh, you got to get outside with that for sure. I'm not fucking around. So I'm not fucking around with that. Get that shit outside. She's like, oh my God, 
oh my God. Oh my God. She starts smoking a cigarette outside all the while. She's like, now she's like on a crazy rant, like on a crazy uh, hysterical rant. And I'm trying to call Hank, the guy who ordered this Uber. I'm trying to figure out what's going down. Cause I don't know if Hank's about to come out of the corner or not. But either way, I'm about to talk to Hank. I'm not getting any service. Okay. No service up here. Finally, I like get through to Hank. Uh, Hank, what the hell's going on here? Um, we're at the rehab and nobody's here. Are you, is this the right house? And he's like, describe it to me. I'm like, well, there was a gate. Um, and there's a lot of trash outside. And he goes, and, I'm, and he's like, where are you? I'm like at the end of Mulholland Drive. And he goes, that's where we are. Maybe they're just out somewhere and they took out the trash. That should be it. And I turned to the girl. I'm like, hey, he's saying this is it. And that, that sends her into a, a freak zone. Freak zone. She is freaking out now. And I'm like, are you sure this is it? Because, like, uh, the windows, there's garbage bags in the windows. And he's like, oh, that's, that's, that's not right. He goes, like, are you at, I don't know, 1550? Are you at 1451? And I go, I don't know. I didn't see a number. And he goes, did, when you got to the end of Mulholland Drive, did you make a right turn? And I go, I made a right turn into the house, but I didn't make a right turn onto a street or anything. He goes, ah, okay, so you're at the wrong house. And I turn, I, I turn around, I'm like, yeah, we're at the wrong house. Guys, if you don't know, I'm, when you're not driving and you're just idling, you get paid 10 cents a minute. I think that's it. Yeah, 10 cents a minute. So next time you ask your... your Next time you're dumbass, next time you're fat ass, ask your Uber driver, oh, can you take me through Taco Bell? Can you take me to uh, McDonald's drive through Take that McDonald's and shove it up your fucking ass. How about that? Because they're getting paid 10 cents for your dumbass while you're missing surges. This happened to me before. Um, I can actually get into that story after this. I'm glad I, I remember that. But to finish off this story... She drives, um, I just drive her around the corner. There's the house. It's a super nice gate. I ring her in. I drop her off. Uh, that's the craziest one. But I remember another one. See, I've told the story a bunch to like my friends. I don't know if I told in the podcast. So forgive me, but now it's categorized. Okay. Now it's categorized. So a lot of times I noticed that the biggest surges were happening at 2 a.m. in West Hollywood at the Norma Triangle. I didn't understand the situation that was going on in the Norma Triangle. I didn't know this was like, I had no clue what West Hollywood was. I didn't know it was the largest gay club um, hub in the world or whatever. And so I didn't know that the first time, but even after I figured that out, they were nice people. I could, I could give a fuck. It was a high surge. However, I think like the third weekend that I, I did it, because every Friday and Saturday I would just end it. That's how I would end my night. Just high surge trips, uh, West Hollywood, Sunset Boulevard. Not Sunset Boulevard, but um, whatever's right below that. Um, Santa Monica, where all those gay clubs are. Those guys are big tippers and they're super nice. Not these two motherfuckers. I, I pick up, well, not one of them. I pick up these two gay guys. One's a super nice Asian guy, and the other is, I couldn't even tell. I couldn't even tell. This person was just so vulgar to me, and they think they can just say anything they want to me. And it was getting on my, my blood was boiling, guys. Don't say that shit to me. 
Like they're being super sexual. Don't fucking say that. I was not giving a man a blank face. I was a blank face motherfucker. Every single time they said shit to me like that, I was so disrespectful. And then they go, we need you to take us through the McDonald's drive-thru. I'm like, there, there goes my night. There goes my night. So take them through their stupid McDonald's drive-thru. I'm getting 10 cents an hour. Maybe with this, it was a 3X surge. So maybe 30 cents. I mean, 10 cents a minute, maybe 30 cents a minute. Um, It's like a 10 minute wait, three bucks. So I drop them off. Good riddance. And I pull onto the highway to go back to the house. And all of a sudden, it's like, you guys ever seen those machines with a ton of money? And the money's just flying everywhere, and you got to catch as much as possible? That's what my car turned into. Um, I think the guy was so drunk that he left all of his cash, because there was a ton of cash back there. I don't know how much, because a lot of it, my windows were down, baby. My windows were down for the count. And when I took off onto Highway 405, it was grab as much money as you can before the money goes out. So I had to roll up the windows really quick. I'm grabbing money out the air. I'm seeing money fly out. I don't know. But there was 35 bucks that I collected. Who knows how much flew out, but there was no way they meant to tip me $35, especially with the way uh, that one person was acting, who was obviously the one in control. But... um. Yeah, I think in terms of that, I st- see, I stopped writing down my Uber stories after a while because it just became so mundane. The The thing I didn't like about Uber the most was the same conversations over and over again. Whatever you do, guys, don't ask your Uber driver, how long have you been Uber driving? Do you drive for Uber and Lyft? What's the craziest Uber story you have? Um... It's been a while, so I, I can't. There's like, I, there's a good amount of this common questions. And, um, yeah, just don't do that. Give you, those Uber drivers work hard. Be nice to the, the good ones, but there's some assholes out there. I remember one of my first Uber drivers ever, we got out and the guy was like, now you better give me five stars. Don't forget that. You better. And the guy didn't talk to us the whole time. I don't know if I got a one. You got a one for me. Let's get into these questions, okay? If you guys have any questions, uh, send them to advicefromscott at gmail.com. I'll have that email in the pinned comment below. Ideally, a video or audio. Uh, let me make sure the audio is connected because I think I did get a few audio ones. Ideally, that, but it's okay if you don't want to do that. It is connected. Dope. Um. Because I think it's cool and more interactive than me just reading off the email. That's just me. So let's get into some of these. I, I, love, I love the people. I love how people try to scam me. I don't know how. I don't know who, how they get this email. Um, oh, well. Okay, actually answer that one before. He's just saying thank you. Okay, so here we go. So we are what we... Uh, Krishant, that's a cool name. Krishant says, hey, Scott. So we are what we consume, right? Facts. So what should I consume? Like, which books should I read to achieve my goal to become a billionaire by 23? Okay, that's 
an ambitious goal, but more to you, man. Billionaire by 23. Okay, so right off the bat, that's an issue. Let me just tell you why. I saw this recently with someone else when I heard their goals. To have a goal to be a billionaire is a bad goal. But to have a goal that will be make you become a billionaire, that is the sweet spot. So don't forget that, okay? Just going forward. Make sure that your goal is what will make you a billionaire. Don't make, don't just make your goal to become a billionaire because then you're then that you're just going to feel lost. He goes, I know reading 12 rules for life will not help me achieve that goal because Jordan himself is not a billionaire. Bad way to think, man. Bad way to think. Because you're saying, your little next question is, what can I do now to build the foundation? Okay. Um, I would say, first of all, make your goal the thing that will make you become a billionaire, not your goal of becoming a billionaire. And then second, I would not look at stuff like that because... Jordan may not be a billionaire, but billionaires read Jordan's books for a reason. You're looking for foundational shit, man. Talk about foundation. That book is giving you the foundation of life. Even if you build on on, on what you have now, you're not going to have that solid foundation. That book will give you, and all these books, you know. Guess who else wasn't a billionaire? Um, Andrew Carnegie. I think Andrew Carnegie wrote... Um, What's his name? Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm sorry, Dale Carnegie. Whew. Andrew Carnegie was a billionaire. Dale Carnegie was an author. He was not a billionaire. But he has made billionaires. Big difference. Um, Napoleon Hill was not a billionaire. But billionaires have read Napoleon Hill. So just remember that. Just remember that. And he goes, thoughts on semen retention. Everyone has this question. I would just recommend watching Alex Becker's no fap nightmare mode videos because the, you know, semen retention, it's symbolic for dopamine release. And so uh, Alex Becker's no fap nightmare mode is very eye opening because what he does is he takes it a step further and just eliminates all dopamine, you know? So, you know, you're fucking jacking, jacking the monkey dopamine release bad for you. But your brain, your your brain's just telling you this stuff because it just it just knows dopamine. It just takes the path of least resistance towards dopamine. So if you're feeding it drugs and bad food and alcohol and porn, um, it's gonna be very hard to get motivated to do anything because your dopamine bar is just breaking through the roof when it's just unnatural. It's an unnatural amount. Um, I'm just going to choose not to answer that last one. Okay, this one's interesting. Let's see. Jared Wong says, Hey, Scott, this is a complex problem I've been thinking about. In the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, interesting, I didn't even know that was a book, says there are three ways of categorizing a problem, direct control, indirect control, and no control. Things directly within your control are solved by working on personal habits and growth. Things indirectly with uh, control are solved by working on changing your ways of human influence. Things that you do not have control over shouldn't be accepted peacefully. Okay, that's interesting. The question I have for you is how do you know if something is within your control or not? 
traffic jam is if the answer if the if for a traffic jam the answer is yes you would get out of your car to direct the traffic if the answer is no you would work on something more productive in the car instead of empowering patients what's your advice on this what determines whether something is within or without your control the only thing i can say is there's a good prayer out there let me look up the direct words just so i don't butcher it Let's see if I can find it. I know the gist of it. Here we go. So just remember this. This is, my, this is the best advice I can give this. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So there's no exact answer I can give you. You just gotta, you just gotta ask for that, man. You just gotta ask for that. Let's see. Oh, this is a great one right here, okay? This is a great one, okay? No disrespect to this person, no disrespect to this business, no disrespect at all. But let me read you this email about a guest request for Simplified Podcast, and it is the most opposite of the type of podcast I would ever want to make. I'm sure there are lots of podcasts I'd love to have this person this is no disrespect to this person, but this is hilarious that you think I would want to have this type of podcast. Again, nothing against this person or this business, okay? But listen to this. Hi, Scott. We reached out to you about a few weeks ago, okay? First sign that it might not work out a few weeks ago to see if you'd be open to having as a guest on your podcast to talk about blank concept. He has helped business owners, real estate investors, and full-time employees protect, save, and grow their wealth regardless of market conditions on a tax-favored basis. This is why we think he will be a good fit to your audience. So this person is asking me, to have a tax specialist on. You got me fucked up. <laughs> you don't listen to this podcast. That just shows it. You had, you had a few weeks to listen to this podcast. You know what? You know what accountant? You're not even a, a tax specialist. Well, I guess he is a tax specialist account I would have on here. The only one. Chris Rivera. Chris Rivera. The e-com accountant. That guy is going to be a good podcast because that guy has a great personality. And he's not here to talk about how he's helped business owners, real estate investors, and full-time. Guys, can you imagine me with this guy? Can you imagine me making this podcast? So tell me, um, how can we save on taxes this year? Let's just call him Barry. How can we save uh, taxes this year, Barry? Well, Scott, there's a lot of ways you can do it. First, you can fill out a Form 1071, and then um, what that does is it qualifies you for a free business loan uh, granted by the government. And uh, if you make the if you make this payroll amount, you know how I started this podcast talking about the the type of podcast I never want to make. 
This is the epitome of a podcast I would never want to make. And guess what? I could rip this person because I know damn well they don't watch my podcast. They just know that I've made YouTube videos related to money before, and they're like, this podcast must be the same. You haven't watched one minute of my podcast, or you would know. Oh, man. Okay, let's see what else. All right. Okay, shout out Fritz. Fritz, I'm not going to go through that because that's pretty personal. Um, but I appreciate your kind words and congrats on that major growth. Okay. Uh, so this man says, let's just call him H. I think I'm just going to go with that or whatever. I mean, who's going to know? Shout out Houston. Never been to Texas. So Houston says, hey, Scott, I'm just going to get right to it. I struggle daily with making the right choices. I know what I want to do, where I want to be, and who I want to become, but I always find myself being sidetracked by old habits, social media, watching Shark Tank, YouTube, etc. I've noticed that if I start my day off doing those things, the rest of the day unfolds in a way I can't seem to control. I can't seem to get myself back on track for the day when I started off in this way. I know that I have to cut those old habits and replace them in order to get on right track, but I fall more into this the more than I win. Do you have any tips on suggestions on how to combat this? Absolutely. First of all, pick up the book Power of Discipline, the one I did the review on. I believe that's the name if I haven't forgotten already. Um, but yeah, it's simple. You know, The most powerful advice I got from that book is any bad habit that you have, you got to be sure to separate yourself from that because the issue is those habits are not you, but a lot of people will attach them to their identity, which makes it hopeless. So think about this. If you're trying to smoke, if you're trying to stop smoking weed and you keep saying, I'm trying to stop smoking weed, you're going to start smoking again. You got to say, I'm not a weed smoker. Cause then it, you disassociate from your, your identity. Another great, another powerful thing I got out of that book is, they say that the way that like for you want to cut these old habits out. So these habits bring urges, right? Well, the urges that's all linked to dopamine. I kind of covered that. But what I want to say is whenever you get an urge, they say that you look at it like a wave. So you know how, so let's say that you get in, say you give up, just give up social media for a week, man. And whenever you get that urge, just look at it like this, look at it like a wave, even YouTube, fuck YouTube. Don't even watch my videos. Don't don't do anything. Just smash your phone. Just look at it like a wave, okay? So it's like, okay, I got an urge to check social media. Just like a wave, it's going to get big. It's going to come slowly. It's going to get big. And eventually, it crashes and subsides. So they say, when you take a step like that, you're not, you're not on the outside looking in. You're on the inside. I'm sorry, you're not on the inside looking out. You're on the outside looking in. Or you could take it as far as you're in the dead fucking, you're not on the inside looking out, the outside look, you're not on the outside looking in, or you're not on the inside looking out, you're in the dead fucking center looking around. You could take it like that, you know? And so when you want to cut bad habits, that's just generally, um, generally the way to do it. And that's what's been successful for me for sure. They call it um, urge waves. 
Wally. Damn, if you sorry for say your name wrong, Wal, but if you switch your E and L, that becomes Wale. This isn't a question, but I think this is so. This is the type of stuff that keeps me going for sure on these podcasts. Because I can't believe some of you guys listen to some of these podcasts for that long. Like when I see when I do like a two hour, when I did that three hour one with Luca and people were commenting three hour gang, holy shit. Um, but Wally Will says, "Love you, bro. You're such a po- uh, good vibe. Your positive energy is limitless. I can feel it. It's fucking contagious. Not always, but as of more recently, I've been getting back into that. So thank you. Listen, he didn't say that. <laughs> he did not say that. By the way." <laughs> Imagine he said that. Now, I was saying that. <laughs> Listening to you talk in your podcast is truly a blessing. I appreciate it so much. Rocking my AirPods, taking a walk in the forest, listening to a two-hour podcast makes me move, man. Move that body, son. Like, I can't wait to get up in the morning and go for my daily walk run just to be able to listen to your podcast. That's awesome because that's how I feel about Jordan. Okay, let me. I got to start separating when I'm talking. He's talking. He goes... Uh, can't wait to get up in the morning, do all my daily walk and run just to be able to listen to your podcast. And now I say that's awesome because that's how I feel about Jordan Peterson and all these other podcasts. I and Theo Vaughn. He says, I can't even explain what that means to me and the thousands of people like that's awesome. Keep it real. Scott. Love you, bro. Please do more podcasts. Please talk about your experiences and stories in Miami, Colorado, whatever. It's all good vibes and great energy. Thanks, man. That is awesome. That is, that keeps that's gonna keep me. I'm making ten podcasts tonight. I'm gonna make this one a ten hour one. I'm not. The sun's setting behind me, but by the end of this podcast, the sun's gonna be rising. <laughs> Just kidding. This is the last question. Uh, hey Scott, I've been listening to your podcast every day for a while now, and they've helped me learn a lot about myself and who I need to and will become. Yeah, that's the interesting thing because, like that one guy was talking about bad habits, Houston. Um, that'd be funny if you lived in Houston, but it's honestly just a separation of identity. That's what it comes, comes down to because a lot of people just cower into the fact of, well, this is just who I am when they really want to change it. See, it's one thing to have something that you don't want to change, but it's one thing to keep doing something you want to change. And usually people just accept it as part of their identity. And that's when you're fucked because, the brain knows what to do to get that dopamine spike every single time. It knows what thoughts to put in your head. It knows everything. It knows more than you because all it wants is that dopamine. But if you if you say you have like um, a medium-sized dopamine uh, thing and working on a business fully charges that, but then you got an XL one and, and doing heroin fills it to the top, you're, you're going to be going after the XL because all the brain knows is dopamine. That's what it would get pulled pulls towards um sorry i went on a rant right there yusuf i uh, just want to say thanks for helping us all out keep on hustling you've helped a lot of people already and i'm sure you know it this is still only the beginning for you i'm hyped to see who you become and what more you're going to do as you continue to help the people we all got great things that are coming our ways i can feel i'll be on the simplified podcast so i'll see you there soon keep doing you brother and i appreciate these these messages guys that is a. Uh, that's um. That means more than you would know. Thanks, man. Truly, thank you for these. I didn't expect that for sure, but I really appreciate it. 
last one. Danny says, hey, Scott, just a quick question for you. A lot of these came June 9th. I wonder why. Hey, Scott, just a quick question for you. What made you decide to live an extraordinary life instead of being mediocre? I would say I... Um, I, I kind of worked backwards. I decide, I knew I wasn't mediocre. So by not by choosing not to do mediocre things, I became what I would consider a fairly unique individual. And by becoming a unique individual, you leave you live a unique life. That could be good or bad, but you know, I chose the the good way, I guess. I don't know. But I'm still working on myself big time. Big time. Yeah, so that's all the questions. That's all the questions. I really appreciate uh, those questions, guys. Again, I'm not too big of an analyst or like, listen, I'm not here. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your 1044s or your 1137s or your your HIPAAs or your your um, tell you to do anything. I don't know. All I'm here is to bring these good vibes, I guess, and mainly try to make you laugh. Uh, and help you out along the way. Why not? Why the fuck not? So I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast off here. An hour and 20 on the solo. Not bad. Not bad. Thanks for watching, guys. Our gang. Peace.